following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. Why do you suppose after 18 years they finally decided to put a disclaimer up that says that these are our opinions and not the station? Well, I think it has a lot to do with... Um, quarterback activity that we talked <laughs> that about, we talked about some time ago. a few extra words that we threw in here stepping in the ocean uh, welcome again everybody the hawkeye health here on 1700 the champ and live at g migs i think I feel like we're loud in here today that's great they're happy uh we are here uh brett ridge dave creighton jr with you as we are each week tuesdays at uh, six o'clock well now they're complaining at six o'clock we're going all the way through the winter sports season uh Getting towards the for end of the sec- football for season. For a second, I thought you said we were going to go all the way through the evening. Oh, well, we're, that, we've only paid it. for one hour. No, that's right. We only get one hour. And the Hawks play basketball at 8 o'clock. So uh, either of you can hang here for steak night and watch that, or you can head home. I might head home tonight and, and, uh, and catch it at home in front of the fire. We'll see. Well, that does allow for if the Hawks are ahead by 30 at halftime for a one, one eye open second half, <laughs> second if half. you will. Well, we're going to talk a lot of basketball a little bit later on, but obviously as we're wrapping up the football season, the uh, the big the big stuff to talk about right now is the Hawkeye football team. Another win this last week. <clears throat> excuse me, 24-22. 27-22. 27. I look, how did I get 24? 27-22. How could you miss the last second field goal I, when we decided to burn clock instead of go up by nine? I uh, misread my own writing here. Imagine that. Well, you write like a serial I, killer. I have a problem. I yeah. do. It's, it's really – go ahead, decipher that. Um, yeah, how can you miss the extra the extra field goal in there? Well, we're going to talk about that. That was 27, important to some people. Iowa goes to 8-2, 5-2 on the year, number 14 in the coaches' poll, 18 in the AP. And we'll find out here in a little bit if they move up at all in the <clears throat> college football playoff poll, which really doesn't matter. Well, right? it, it would matter if somehow the Hawks could get to 12 because then you're eligible for a New Year's Six game. I suppose that's right. Right, As long as there's nobody, no automatic qualifiers behind them, they would be eligible for that. So that would be good. Getting a, hey, look, if the Hawks can win these last couple of games and get to 10-2, and two, they can get into that top 12. And that's uh, even without winning the Big Ten Championship or going to the Big Ten Championship, they can get into that top 12. That would be great. If you had told anyone before the season the Hawks would go 10-2. and two, They'd take it. Yeah, they'd take it. There's going to be some disappointed people at 10-2. and two. <sighs> Woulda, shoulda, coulda, but, you know, whatever. It's football. It's hard. It, football is hard. <laughs> and football is kind of crazy. So when you take a look at a game like this where Iowa for, had the, the, it was the least amount of time of possession, the lowest time of possession in a winning game for Kirk, Kirk Ferentz in his career since going back to, the, to 1999, right? And if you, if you look at it, um, I, think there, I think he's only had two other games where it was lower. Or, or this low, and he lost those, right? They were uh, Iowa under 20 minutes in time of possession, Minnesota with 40 minutes. Iowa did not get a turnover on defense. They did turn the ball over once themselves. Minnesota outgained Iowa on the ground, controlled the clock, and Iowa yet still, I think if you go uh, on per possession, Iowa ended up scoring on about half their possessions, right? There were well, they scored 27 outs, points. Right? Most, most points they scored since the Maryland game. Most points they scored in offense. Uh, certainly since the Maryland game. And, you know, for once, Iowa won a game they should have lost compared to Iowa losing games that they, they should have won. Yeah. And uh, so at the end of the day, Floyd goes back to his pig stall in the uh, 
football facility. Good Lord. He's, there's probably a, a dust pattern around where he sits. <laughs> they moved it and realized, I got a dust there. We had a dust around this thing. But at any rate, great. You know, Minnesota's pretty good. Um, they're physical. They did dominate. They ran some wrinkles. Um, they, they do struggle from P.J. being conservative, which we, as Hawkeye fans the last 23 years, we certainly understand that. And, and if you just go to the end of the game scenario, looking at that, could you be any more conservative? I suppose we could have not kicked a field goal for fear of it getting blocked. And, and so let's, let, let's, let's run it back the series before that because I want to understand the dichotomy. We're sitting there, we're standing there in the stands, and Iowa gives up the long touchdown, stops the two-pointer. They're down two. They get the ball back with four and a half minutes to go. And they threw the ball twice. Then they ran, then they, and one of them deep. They were too aggressive on two throws. Then they ran a draw play on third down, which magically worked. It no, actually worked twice in this game. But, right? wait, but they also went for actually, it on fourth, actually, went right. for it on it, fourth right. down it from, the, right. from it like didn't the 45. Quite work. It, got, it didn't quite work. It went for nine and yeah, three half. quarters yards, yes. right? And we'll, we can, and then Iowa went for it on their own 45. So that's being very aggressive in trying to win the game. Then they fail on the next couple of downs, so they punt the ball away. They pin Minnesota deep. They get the possession there, and they decide to not try to score, which mathematically – doesn't make any sense. Mathematically, just makes zero sense, right? Well, so I, I'm just trying to figure out. It, it, Kirk's out thinking himself there because he was playing aggressively. It was great. I said to you at the time, I love it. We're trying to win the game. And then we get the ball back and we don't well, try it, to win the game. The, the, the dichotomy and the lie that Kirk told himself is my defense is good enough <clears throat> to not allow them. Hawks up to 17th in the college football playoff ahead of A little Pittsburgh. bit of a bump. Yes. Yes. Um, which is good. That's they're on the. That's three up from where they were. And they're right, right under A and M. We're looking at the TV by yeah, the way. That's right. why we interrupted so, our pattern. So, so at any right rate, behind A and M. But, but the point is, is that if your defense is good enough to hold them after you kick a field goal to go up by five, why in God's name would you not go up nine and make <laughs> right. them score twice? Right. I mean, the thought process there. It doesn't. It's stupid. And, and it's, it's irrational and it's dumb. And what you should do is on first down, you pound the ball behind your fullback and your tailback, and if he doesn't score, you run the same play behind your fullback, and then on third down, you roll out and throw a wide-open pass to one of the three tight ends you have in the field, mm-hmm. and you finally score the touchdown if you don't score on downs one and two. Right. And, and you go up nine, and you take away all the stress – that was exhibited because Minnesota, all of a sudden, they're down there at the 40-yard line. Time's ticking away, and thank God Joe Evans got past that ginormous right tackle that they had, uh, 6'9", 388 Didn't or get whatever chop-locked on that play like he did on the long touchdown. Uh, but w- w- Whatever. Good Lord. Could you find anything other than complain? That? No, I don't remember it. Don't, you don't remember I remember the, the touchdown. I don't remember, I remember Joe the, Evans getting chop-locked. That's what, there was a flag, and they, they, brought the, they went all the way back, and they reviewed it, and Kirk went it went bananas and you're missing that you're forgetting a-n-a-n-a-s yes. yeah go bananas. but anyway it's a um great play yes. by joe, by, the ball, the, by joe the Evans. flag was in the backfield it was it was they were looking at a chop block on the left on the on the, on the they, well of course yeah. when you're there live they never tell you this 
Right. You had to watch the TV thing. You can hear I the ref on TV. I the TV thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, we couldn't hear it, right? We're like, was that a chop block? Was that a formation? Kirk, of course, upset because Iowa gets called for the chop yes. block routinely. So when he sees it happen... And they Essentially, it, up. it was a clip outside the tackle. No, what it was, it, it was a dude actually going going low at angles, high, high right? and low. No, there wasn't a high. That's why they didn't call it. There wasn't two guys involved. It was it was literally the the uh, the left uh, left tackle went straight at the ankles, right? So he did go down. And I don't know why they didn't call that, but yeah, was I think like if you're a, in the tackle box, was you're it like to a do beagle, it. an ankle biter? <laughs> Kinda. My sister's got a couple of dogs like that. It's awful. Anyway, what are so, you supposed to do? You're gonna, you know, you know, so the Hawks actually, to a degree, luck out. Kirk doesn't have to go down in flames with one of the worst time he, management. I believe he admitted that today. He said, Coaching decisions. You know, I might have outthought myself on that one and, and got lucky, you know. So uh, oh, it's good that he admits oh, yeah, it. Yeah, no, we're, we're lambasting him right now. If, 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 no, no, it's, it's exactly the point. He was not. They were fortunate because they made the play to stop the drive. Therefore, Iowa wins. Close the hymnals. Pass the chips. Pass in the songbooks. And and here we go. And we get Illinois. One of the uh, I L L A N O Y. Illinois. Without uh, their head coach today, because Brett right, Bielma. That's too bad. But Brett Bielma is uh, has tested positive for the COVID, and will not accompany them this week. Now. Remember, Jeff Brom did the same thing last year. It doesn't necessarily matter as much as you might think sometimes. Okay, but well, they it, had that was a, ro- a, road, a road game. Yeah, it was a road game. It, this with is a no game. fans, this is a home game, senior day with fans. I think it will make a, a bit of difference. Illinois has been playing much better football. It was interesting. They beat Nebraska to start the year, and then they just played horrible. Well, everybody thought losing to Texas San Antonio was a bad thing. They so, haven't lost yet. Turns right? out Texas turns San Antonio out, is number 20 in your college yeah, football they, player. They right have now. not lost yet. <laughs> right. It was just in. So um, maybe that wasn't as bad of a loss. But then, yeah, they didn't play great in a couple of other games. They got they got pummeled a couple times. But they also have stood up, played very well. Obviously, one at Penn State. That's huge. With, with, and, their, you know, with their backup quarterback in a nine-overtime game. And and then they went on the road and won at Minnesota. Um, really. Minnesota's had the two most perplexing losses. That and Bowling season. Green. After you watch their offense the other day, how do they not just roll over Illinois and Bowling Green the same way? How? I have no idea. Um, other than Illinois went right down and scored and got them. Here's the one thing that I, I will say about this. Tanner Morgan has regressed for, as a quarterback. Now, maybe his regression is the fact he doesn't have two NFL wide receivers I anymore. I think that helped an awful lot. Uh, those uh, two dudes, out, out we, we sat there two years ago. Well, both those guys are playing the National Football League. Right, so, and then we so said maybe that those matters. guys are just open all the time, right? He, it, he hit some guys that were open the other day. I well, mean, obviously the deep ball, to, you know. To miss the How tank miss? rolling down the field. <laughs> well, uh, let's go back to the Penn State game when. Nate Stanley missed Hawkins or yes on the on the same play uh, on fourth down and missed him for a wide open touchdown. So I guess it could happen, but nevertheless, I mean, and you know Matt Hankins got burnt. Okay, it happens to the best of them. Uh, you got Ray, caught picking in the backfield for on a fourth and one. And, well, you know, not that. Well, one, you're so talking about the I'm long. I'm talking about the, the long one yeah. where the guy ran right by him and he was watching the quarterback and he was like, "Oh, rats! I am screwed." So that happens, but, you know, those are the only two big plays of the game that Minnesota had. Iowa stiffened up every other time that they got down deep, held them to field goals, and, and you know, come out with a victory. 
You remember when Minnesota came in and we were wearing the all black uniforms? And I think they. By were, the way, I love the all black uniforms. They were nine and zero, but those were the, like the alternate all black ones. This yeah, that was, was two years ago. Yeah. Was it yeah. two or yeah, four? Two, two years ago, nineteen. And they came in and, and nine and zero, nine and zero, and, and, and we ended yeah. up beating them like thirty-one, twenty-four, or I something think it like was, that. We beat them by two again, or something like that. Maybe twenty-four, but, twenty, twenty-two, twenty, something like but, that. But yeah. it was a good football game, and you know, outside of last year when we boat raced them. <laughs> nice, I see what you did there. Yeah, I, I do up there in Minnesota. Um, most of those games are close, and I think Minnesota is going to give Wisconsin a, a tough game. Minnesota, Wisconsin clearly is rolling right now. Um, you know, they they got their feet under them against Iowa and have just maintained the momentum that they've had. Well, they got their feet under them a couple of weeks before that, stomped Purdue. Uh, it, you know, they had rolled – they twenty they went, I think, 26-0 at Illinois, right? 27, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they have been playing terrific, and they even the other day against Northwestern, obviously. So, yeah, that'll be tough. Um, so, Iowa has, has not lost to Minnesota since 1999, Kirk's first year at home. It's the last time they have not won in the 2000s. In Kinnick Stadium, uh, PJ Fleck has yet to beat <laughs> to beat Kirk. He got his first lead. Yeah, uh, at, at the end of the first the end of the second quarter, right? Yeah. Uh, that was his first lead. Um, and and Floyd is back home, and now you turn to a couple of other border wars to to finish things out. A couple of other little details in this game: Riley Moss comes back and plays plays pretty well. On apparently, now we learn today, he's got a completely torn PCL. That PCL? Yes, it's the Patella. Patella I don't know. It's the PCL. It's not the ACL or the MCL. It's the PCL. It's the one that you really don't need to do much with, but he can't. Why don't they just take out his kneecap? Well, they're going to they're gonna go in and repair this, right? Um, he's now talking about whether he may or may not come back next year because he was looking at the NFL, obviously. Well, yeah. And now you're going to be looking at a rehab and all that, and it may end up being good for him to come back in terms of a draft well, or something Well, that'd be like a that. nice corner so, to, yeah, to bring back. We'll see about that. Um, but anyway, he played pretty we well. That and with Julius friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, ends, he ends up at uh, uh, K State. State. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in any case, so that ha- that was another note. Um, Padilla, Alex Padilla. This is his first start. We haven't even gone into that. He ended up. I didn't realize he was only eleven for twenty-four. Sure felt like he. Was We're in the a middle of a radio show. Do so, you have a question? Um, <laughs> fans here are talking to us while we're on the radio. So eleven for twenty-four. I thought he did a little better than that. You know, I thought he I thought he had played I thought we had I mean there were three or four drops in there and I three, well you know. uh, according to uh I think it was Listicow who does that that uh video follow up. He threw three away and had three drops. So if you take those out or add those in, I mean statistically it was bad. There's only one I was trying to explain this to my wife the other day. There's only two numbers that ever freaking matter at the end of a football game. It's a, the number over there for the home team and the yeah, number it, over there for the, the, it does. Well, the here's, road team. Here's what matters. He didn't get sacked. Oh. He can run out of there and throw the on the run. The offensive line never had a sub this week. Which was the first time all year they did that. Well, of course, they only played a third of the game. No, it's true. They weren't <laughs> out there a whole lot. And his ball, the timing is quicker. The ball gets out quicker. He's, it gets out when guys are open. He's got a quicker release. Yes. He throws it deep with authority. He's not afraid. Uh, he's got great... Um, the deep ball that he hit that he hit Jones on, he let that go at the perfect time. And I feel like from time to time we've seen Spencer wait longer to throw that. Well, right? and if you wait longer, what happens? You get a better chance of getting sacked. You got more pressure coming at you. Even if you're even if your offensive line's doing a good job, you need to take advantage of those opportunities. And he he didn't overthrow. 
and he didn't underthrow. He threw a great pass. Charlie made another great catch that got him down for, for their first touchdown. Uh, where he laid out, looked a little yep. Eddie, like Eddie Hinkle back yep. in the day. That was a very Eddie Hinkle-like catch, uh, yes. Laying out and catching that ball down there about the five-yard line, and he, he caught it and in midair, rolled over, so the ball never was remotely close to being on the ground. Well, Deuce Hogan uh, is listed as the backup, but apparently Spencer Petrus is healthy again and has been working with the twos, but he's not. Kirk's like, well, we're not sure he's 100% healthy. Yeah, so there's, we'll there's no way we see Spencer unless something bad happens to Alex, and we don't want anything bad to happen well, to Alex. It, Kirk, yeah, Kirk didn't rule it out today, right? Said, well, oh, of course he's but, not going to yeah, rule it but, out. Good but, Lord. Well, he, he would be a great uh, spokesman for the president. In, he, in the ability to spin something in the dictionary isn't. where the phrase is there a dictionary where the phrase on uh, loyal to a fault yes that Kurt Ferentz is there we'll be back on the Hawkeye Hill 1700 the champ and we are back here at G Migs in West Des Moines Brett Ridge Dave Crane Jr. with you 1700 the champ Hawks and who tonight the uh, NC Central uh, NC Central North Carolina Central not the telephone company North Carolina at and but <laughs> NC Central. I'm working it. It's uh, 8, 8 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Tonight. You know what? I'm not a mixer. Thir- Thursday night, we need by a the way, Alabama State. Alabama State plays Iowa State tonight. They do. So that's the flip over road trip. And, of course, uh, we'll talk a little more basketball here. The Hawks are at 2-0. Hey, while we do that, let's bring in Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com, who uh, – Let's see. Are we evening after? We're after. We're evening again. Yes. Good after. Good after. Good evening, Tom. How are you? Doing well, guys. How are you? We're doing well. Are you on your way to Iowa City? Or are you there? Uh, no, I'm. I'm letting our our young uh, reporter Kyle handle the game tonight. Since I was in Iowa City earlier today and have a family commitment tonight, so. Nice. Oh, all right. That's what ha- that's what happens when you're the boss. You yeah. can actually. Uh, delegate. Delegate. Delegating. Yeah, I don't delegate very often, but uh, tonight was a, uh, you know, something I needed to be at, so we're going to be there. Well, we haven't really run down basketball too much. Uh, the Hawks uh, scoring over 100 points in their first win uh, the other night, and they go against Kansas City, 89-57. They win, in, uh, so they, they broke the 30-point mark on both of those wins. They were up by 40 in both of them. Uh, and then tonight, obviously, NC Central, I believe, is the worst team on their schedule by the by the old uh, uh, ratings. Yeah, whatever the old rating system. So uh, they're 30-point 30, 30 favorites tonight, maybe 29 29. But, uh, Tom, it's really noticeable now after being able to watch this team a couple of games, the different approach to what they're doing. They, they certainly don't have a true post, although uh, I, I believe Rebracha can is rebounding the ball pretty well. Um but they're they're definitely taking the ball a hole more. They're using the strengths of Keegan Murray. Uh, he's got 49 points in these two games, and uh, Jordan Bohannon uh, is nine of 13 from three point line right now as a two guard. It's just a lot different team to watch, and it's certainly not at all displeasing. It's fun to watch the way they're playing. It's just different than what we've seen for the last few years. Yeah, it's it's a very different team, and it you know I I think after like that first exhibition game, I'm just um, it was kind of just weird not to see Luca out there. You know, you're just sort of used to seeing everything kind of go through him and, and Wies camp and, and they're not out there. But it's a different team, but it's so far. And again, they haven't played anybody. So let's, you know, temper our expectations in that, in that vein. And we'll find out more about this team uh, after Thanksgiving when they go to 
Virginia, and they've got Illinois and Purdue. Um, those would be some tests for them. But you know, thus far, I I do like what I've uh, what I've seen from this team, and just the the thing that's really impressed me, guys, is is you know that the the past Iowa teams, there are a lot of past Iowa teams, have tended to start a little bit slow. They don't come out of the gate uh, hard, but this team does, and and they're scoring points out of the out of the gate. Uh, they're making plays. They're doing some really good things. So, um, and, and defensively, they're really getting after it out of the gate. Yeah, it was twenty-three to two out of the gate against Longwood the other night uh, on Friday night, and uh, it's important. To, I think it is important to recognize two bad teams, but their adjusted defense right now is at somewhere around nine, number fifty-eight on. Uh, Ken Palm, uh, offense at number 10. So those are good ratings. Uh, uh, you know, certainly teams of the past might have been more challenged with that. And I, I, I think you can look. We, you don't want to do transitive scoring all the time. But, geez, they, they pummeled Kansas City. And then Kansas City goes out and wins at Missouri last night by 14. So not an awful basketball team. Maybe not great. But, uh, you know, it, it has been fun so far. And uh, it, it's going to be fun as they move forward. Let's uh, let's turn over to football uh, because, as you said, you were in Iowa City today um, uh, having discussions. First of all, we, we just, as we went to the break, we are talking just a little bit. Uh, sounds like Spencer Petras is actually getting toward healthy, but Kirk's uh, still keeping – Alex is still running with the ones, right? Yeah, that's what he said, that he is practicing with the ones this week. So, uh, you know, even though he didn't declare him the starter – um, he's a starter. I mean, if he's running with the ones this week, you can read between the lines that Alex Padilla is going to start. Um, and he kind of just said Spencer's a little bit rusty, um, coming off the, the shoulder issue. So he's, you know, trying to get himself back into form. And so they're, you know, going to take their time. But, but it does mean that if, if Alex struggles, you can go to the bullpen, and you got another competent guy there. I really kind of suspect that um, these last two games are going to be, unless some, unless Padilla just really struggles on Saturday, and you know something happens or whatever, um, that that he's going to be the starter against Nebraska as well, and then kind of sort some things out during the bowl prep. I would guess. Well. Not only we might be we might be in line to for uh, the tax a situation like there was going into the tax player ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not quite that. Not that that quite the result. Yeah, you don't want that result. Exactly, but uh, you know it is when they say it's bad if you have two good two good quarterbacks. I don't agree with that. I think it's good to have two good quarterbacks, Um, but it's it's good to make sure you have the the guy who's playing the best being out there and doing the job. And, and clearly, Kirk's, Kirk's knows more about football than he's forgotten more about football than I know, but I, I will assure you this. He has to recognize the spark and the energy that Padilla has brought to the offense, the the gunslinger sort of attitude that he's done, taking shots down the field and actually having success with those shots and not, and not turning the ball over. Those are all things... That you want out of your quarterback, so that you can get your your running game going. He he was he was lucky he didn't turn it over twice. So let's be honest about that. Well, yeah, I mean that happens. That, that should have been picked, um, I think. But yeah, he's he's 
Give him a, a jolt of energy. There's no question about that. He has a great connection with uh, Keith and Johnson and Arnold Bruce. I don't think there's any question about that. And those are the two guys that are kind of the future of the receiving uh, room. So, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, he is the guy right now. And then we'll see what happens. And I, I don't think the race is over. But I think right now you just – you. It's uh, it's right in hot hand, and you just ride to the uh, hot hand right now. Well, you bring up Keegan Johnson and, and uh, Arlen Bruce finally making their way up the official depth chart after after playing a lot more than some of the guys listed as starters. And Tyrone Tracy, obviously, this is a little bit of news, and, and we we wondered earlier in the year, and you know, a few weeks ago, why he hadn't been uh, hadn't had more catches, been had more targets. And, I, and now he's clearly frustrated by that as well. And the Hawks are allowed to use Twitter now, and he took to it the other night, to uh, the other day, to say some things about not being used, and then took that down. Kirk's reaction to that day, today, Tom. What what was what? Obviously, he was asked about that. What did he say? Uh, just you know, it's basically the world we live in. It's just what it is, and. Um, you know, it was it was interesting because that's kind of one of the things that Kirk wanted to avoid. Why he always used to have that Twitter ban was because uh, somebody was liable to go hop off. And this is not the first time that somebody from the street has popped off. I mean, there was a week ago where, um, you know, from his brother was saying some things on social media and asked Kirk about it at that time, and he claimed ignorance to it. So. This one he couldn't, he couldn't duck because it was for the players that he put it down. So, um, yeah, he's just going to have to deal with it. And, and I'll say this, I, you know, because I was one of the, the boy, they got to figure out a way to get Tyrone the ball. they got to figure out that, you know, Tyrone's got to get involved. I still think that, but I just don't think much. I just, uh, I think they try to get the ball, and he's just not making a lot of plays either. Yeah, I mean, when you have a guy that makes a superhuman effort, breaks two tackles and goes 25 yards for a touchdown off of a you know basic screen pass play, that guy needs to play more, right? And and there's and Keegan Johnson, I mean, I, he played more than anybody else last yeah, week well, yeah, from wide receiver standpoint. When you, when you don't make ESPN's top 10 plays on something like that, I mean, because it wasn't <laughs> a great catch. Well, it was unreal the way he stayed up, and that's the type of thing that he's given you. And so. I, I, I did like there was one thing Kirk says, you know, the one thing about Tyrone is he wants to he wants to play and, and contribute to his football team. So I like the, that, right? But from there, it's hard to say much of anything. Well, you turn towards Illinois, Tom. They're going to be without their coach this week uh, when they come in, but they've been playing better. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I, I guess the way you'd look at this is this is probably going to be a similar uh, game in that they're going to run the ball a lot. They only threw it ten times at Minnesota a couple weeks ago in their win. It's it's similar. They just don't have as big of an offensive line as as the Gophers. Yep, they're just gonna they're gonna play that style of football. Uh, so Iowa should be well prepared for it. They just don't have a big line. But um, yeah, Bielma, that's Bielma style. He's going to pound the rock, uh, run football, uh, play physical. But um, you know, I and they, guys, they remember they played well on the road. Won at Penn State in overtime, and, uh, and they also won uh, up in Minneapolis a couple weeks. Ago. So um, they have done well on the road, maybe better than they 
probably done at home. So um, they're going to be – it's going to be a tough out. It's not – this isn't uh, – you know, one guy would beat them that one year in Champagne, like 63 zip or something. Right. Uh, it's not going to be like that. The, this team has got a little fight to them. Um, but I, I still think Iowa's going to be able to win. Feels good. We hope. Senior day, and that that'd probably be the last place I'd take you, uh, Tom. There's a couple, there, you know, a few comments here and there today. Charlie Don't, Jones still deciding uh, whether he might be coming back. Anybody else? Tyler Linderbaum has not d- said that he's doing it. Or Tom, did you say he's not going to participate? Well, he's not going to participate senior day because he's a junior. Oh, I thought he was a fourth-year junior. Yeah, he's a, no. he is, but he's, he's not, he's not going to participate. Oh, I, I, so. I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, so you can't you, you can't be in senior day if you're actually not a senior. Yeah, he's probably already graduated. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. So um, Riley Moss was the other guy that think that there's a chance maybe he comes back, but I think that's going to depend on what the NFL thinks of him. Um, but I think he's leaving that door open. I think Charlie Jones is leaving that door open. Um, I know a couple weeks ago they said there, um, Tyler Barnes had said there were like three guys that that. that about that. So there's two of them. Uh, one isn't a shot because as Tyler talked about today, and that they really haven't approached him about it, and he's fine with that because he might be ready to be done too. And, you know, that place here. So, um, but Boss is intriguing just because he was he's a true four-year player, so he never took a red shirt. So, um, he's a so he, he could do his COVID year, Riley Moss. Yeah, yeah, and so could Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones can, can do a COVID year, too. So they, COVID, COVID's going to go until players. 2025. <laughs> um, all right, so... Deion Sanders is going to find some eligibility. Right. We've already gone... To, I think Tom's already gone down the prediction road for what he's going to do. I, I heard him say that week. he thinks the Hawks are going to so win. So that's, that's pretty good. I, I, I guess at this point... Uh, we'll take that to the bank, tell everybody to get out there and uh, read Tom's breakdown on Friday. Friday, yeah, on a Hawkeye report. And usually in the next couple of days you'll have behind enemy lines with the uh, with a, somebody from Illinois. I would assume you're, you're keeping that up this week, right? Tomorrow, tomorrow I believe. As long as I get it back in the email box tonight, it'll be up tomorrow. So good so, features for yeah. you to get out there and read. All right. All hey, right. thanks, Tom. We'll check in with you next week. Okay. All right. Thanks, Tom. Go on. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Sorry for those of you here at G-Migs couldn't hear Tom. We were having a hard time hearing him ourselves. So so (laughs) his phone was kind of going in and out on us. I think it was going out over the air nicely, or or Jake would have let us know. Nah, Jake said it sounded a little broken up. Oh, really? Oh, (laughs) so maybe that was Tom's connection. I hope it wasn't too bad. I think Um, he was walking down the basement. Well, we got got 45 seconds. The wrestlers open up this week, by the way. They, they They had a bunch of people up at the Luther Open this week. Won eight titles, seven of them in the elite division. They were 53-6 and six with their elite wrestlers. Now, it takes too long to run all that down, but that, that's pretty good. Princeton, Friday night, opening things up. Carver uh, Hawkeye? Carver Hawkeye. BTN sold out? Plus, sold out. Well, they've sold out. Season tickets are sold out. Carver's okay. sold out for the whole but year. But there, there is general admission. No. Could Andrew go to this? No, the, the whole arena is sold out for the whole year. Every ticket Every, is a season th- ticket? Yeah. They sell as many season tickets as possible. Is that right? I didn't know that. 
They don't hold on I to them. I did it, not know it's, that. It's like that place I told Holy you. Holy cow, it's shot night here at G-Mings. You know, I don't want to eat ever at that Poor Choices plate up in place. Happy birthday. Because they wouldn't feed me because they were saving the food. You don't do that. You don't save tickets in case somebody else wants to come if somebody wants to buy all the tickets, right? So they just uh, they don't hold on to them. Okay. You know? I lost you on the you wanted to eat and they wouldn't feed you. Yeah. I was there. and it, it Was that like at my tailgate once? It was like, it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I tried to order, and they said, we're not serving food. And I said, why? And they said, because we ran out last night, so we're saving it for dinner. And I said, so you're saving the food for somebody who's not here. Brett, you know what this is? This is the, we have bottomless Bloody Marys, and we have exactly, bottomless exactly. mimosas, but we can't have bottomless can't, screwdrivers. Right. Can't mix. Can't use the same ingredients. We for can't the, use the same ingredients for three drinks. Our, we only have two buttons on our computer. That was in a, another location. That none, never happens not, here. At that G was not a G Migs location no. or any any relation to a G Migs no. facility. But uh, wrestlers obviously rated number one. I was. By the way, they're there always was, bottomless here. You just have to pay for each you one. Just have to pay. <laughs> it's uh, no big deal. Tom Brands with a great rant today about other college football coaches and how good Kirk is. But we'll, we'll get into that. We've got, a, we've got another segment. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700, the champ. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. We're here at G-Mix. Steak night, as it is usually on Tuesday nights. Come on down and join us. Hawks it, on at 8 o'clock I'd like to tonight. say it's always steak night on Tuesday. Yeah, well, it is. Is it, right? I think so. I think it is. It has been since we've been doing this here. It was a long time. How long have we been doing it? Five years? I don't know. Bruce, how long we, we, we took our break last years? year. We did Foundry because, uh, yeah. you know. For Four or five years. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Been terrific. It was By the way, of, if, you can't, a great if you can't get to Iowa City this week, you need to come down to G-Makes and try to be, Jen, you could do this. It's your birthday. You could come down on Saturday and be the halftime princess. And that, and, 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 There's a halftime prince princess? Prince and princess. Seriously, uh-huh. they, how does that work? What do you do? Well, yeah, bring it out. So, uh, second to last game. <laughs> nice. Oh, and you get they get they give away tickets and there's all kinds of goodies. It's really fun. Game day's fun here. At G Mix. At G Mix. Another great sponsor. Did you get your uh, did a- AMPM Plumbing take care of your business? Brian at AMPM Plumbing is the best plumber I've ever heard. I've ever seen. He's efficient. He's quick. He said it could be three hours. He was out in an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> Man's good. He's a 60-minute man. <laughs> hour and say, 10. Hour and 10. 70 spectacular. Check my sewer. He's got the camera if you need that. Uh, sewer line's good, by the way. No good. worries. Good. And, and PM plumbing. Uh, same rates during the day and at night. At night. That is that is a bonus because you don't get charged the overtime. You know, because all plumbing is always an emergency. It all is. Well, I mean, it needs to be done. Right. right. I mean, I've never had one where I thought to myself, well, this can wait for a few weeks. <laughs> or... Yeah. This could wait till the morning so I can pay the right. AM rate. Right, exactly. Uh, Brian Houck, our friend here from Key Mortgage, sitting right here in front of us, right? Uh, yeah. Appreciate the, the help there. And Angie Lancaster. He's already he's closed three mortgages since we've been here. Yeah. Uh, Max Concepts. Uh, uh, She's also well. sold the same three houses. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty much. Pretty much. So appreciate everybody helping us out with the Hawkeye Huddle. Uh, each and every week, uh, we're going to have a couple more sponsors in the next couple. Weeks. We got pl- we, we got, got plenty of time. We got you know, we're running. We're about halfway through the year. By not now. quite, not quite. We're getting there. Uh, field hockey. Uh, they had been rated number one. They were at one point in time closed out a little bit slower. Uh, they made know, it. They the made, inability they, to score is a hindrance in yeah. field hockey. Well, they had to come from behind to beat American three to two the other day in the uh, in the round of sixteen. 
and then lost uh, one to nothing in a final minute goal uh, against Northwestern uh, in the Elite Eight. So they uh, was the it season on a comes power play. I don't know about that, but the, the season comes to an end at seventeen and three. that works for the Big Ten champion Iowa women's field hockey team. Good season, Coach no national championship. Coach of the year. Good for them. Women's basketball team, by the way, they're three and zero now as they uh, took care of New Hampshire ninety three to fifty, Samford ninety one fifty four, and in a salty game the other day at UNI eighty two sixty one, they won. So, so I have a question: What did Caitlin Clark say to get a team? Well, so I was just about to say, did you see this? I did. Well, okay, if you watch, she most makes of that a game, three and she looks well, at the bench. They well, so she call for taunting. Well, kinda. So here's the thing: if you watched. That game was on, right? It was on, I don't know, it was one of the, one Sunday, of the, right? one of the sports channels. It was on. It wasn't on BTN, but it was on another channel. Anyway, FS4. She, she was getting, it was FS4, <laughs> the Ocho. She was, she was getting mugged the whole game, right? So clearly their plan was to push and shove and tackle and do whatever they could. And their coach was chirping at her the whole game. Everybody that was there. My there friend, Tanya Warren? Yeah. Is she your friend? We went to Creighton together. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, she was chirping at her. And everybody is, everybody that was there, and there's plenty of people on the Internet saying, yeah, she was she was talking directly at Caitlin Clark the whole game, which is classless, right? So she made a three and turned around. And what she said to her is you can clearly say she said, you're still talking to me. I just made that. They teed her up. That's what she said. Yes. You're still she, talking. she looks at her and went, you're still talking? Still. Right? And so they didn't tee up. The coach, they teed up Caitlin, All right. who then came down and made another three and stole the ball and made another three and looked over at the bench and didn't say anything. She ended up with 25. Uh, on the three-game set so far, on the three-game se- season, she's uh, averaging 23.3 a game. Hawks up to number eight in the country. Caitlin Clark's um, got a little Larry Bird in her. She she could. Well, don't sleep on the fact that she she's uh, got five and a, five and a half five point seven assists per game as well to go with those uh, with those rebounds. Uh, Monica Gisano is averaging 16, 16.7 a game in this uh, three game run. You so they're still in the non-conference. You're the only one who can say Monica Gisano's last name properly. I'm trying as hard as I can to get it right each and every week. They have Texas Southern. I believe that's tomorrow night at six thirty. And then, uh, yeah, tomorrow night at 6.30, uh, they've got Southern. If they can develop some depth on that women's basketball team, they actually have a real chance. Because I – Well, they Clark, got their top – they have their top six players back. They she got, may not be the best player in the country. Eight out of that, nine. that girl from UConn is incredible. Yeah. And th- those two are yeah, pals. It's pretty close. But they're pals. Yeah. Uh, Drake on Sunday, by the way, 2 p.m. So, That'll be uh, a good game. Yeah, and they – they really good. That they they are they are good enough. By the way, what they're, the what they're working on is their are, defense. The right? Drake men are very good. I haven't paid attention yet on. They're that. very good. That might be something we have to do. Des Moines team, you know. They're Des Moines basketball team. Is Chuck Reed? Where is he? Is he late? I am he's sure he'll be, he'll be showing up here shortly. Here a little bit. He likes to attend the huddle. You know, he's part of that. I'm sure he's listening. Uh, as we break down the rest of the men's basketball game tonight, the one thing I would say that's been really interesting to watch is uh, is uh, the free throw shooting in this team. It's been fabulous. 81% so far. The starters are 23 for 25 from the line. How is how is that not the best in the nation? Aren't they like fifteen? Well, I guess you got three hundred and seventy-five basketball right, teams. Right, and now. some are probably you know probably. There, only there 10 are one-word basketball teams that aren't states, like <laughs> Pride, or I mean just huh? so, I mean Liberty. Liberty. Obviously, we Longwood. get that one. Longwood. There you go. But just I I mean Incarnate Word. We've all known about this for a long time, but there are some strange names. <laughs> for, <laughs> 
that thought come three, out of yeah. Because if you're 81%, you should be late in the country, it seems and to me. Somebody in some team, it, with some word and one word team. Some one word yeah. team, you know, called Hope is shooting 90%. Uh, you know who's uh, about to big, wait, break the Big Ten record for the most three Jordan Bohannon. Ever made? Yeah, that's right. He's also going to break the Big Ten record for most games played, most ankles broken, and most tears shed at a bar. He actually, actually, that would be yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> he actually, um, he's about to tie John Diebler, who played his. He has now played one more game than John Diebler played to break that record. So he to to get there. The great John Diebler, yeah. Ohio State. Ohio right? State. Yep. Uh, so. Similar, but now once the once he breaks the record and keeps going, yeah, he'll have played more games than a lot of a lot of guys ever had. You know who's the the uh, eye-opening guy for me out of this so far is uh, well, there's two. I like the way Pey- Peyton Sanford plays and what he adds to the team, and I really Chris Murray's playing terrific basketball, and he's kind of the glue of the of the the back six, right? The, I, the guys that come in off the bench. I don't want to say he's a surprise because Patrick McCaffrey was a top 100 uh, prospect when he was coming out of high school. But that kid is something out in the open court. Mm-hmm. He he can finish. He is long. He can cause problems. It's a, it's I know good. you missed the over on the on the Hawks today. Well, I didn't get it bet in time, right? Because right, we, right. Which it's one fifty two now, was, and I wanted one forty seven. Well, right? and I got it, and I got it at one forty seven, which was going to be one of my uh, last calls of the evening. But the secondary thing is that maybe. You get the Hawks in the first half at like minus 16, minus 18, something like that. That might be something to look at. Because it's 29 and a half or 30 or whatever it is right. overall. And what ends up happening in a lot of these games, of course, they get well, up you by don't 40. Know. You don't know, Jack, but I'm just saying they the get first half is not just going to be 29 by, years, divided by 2. For it's years where they get up by 40. And 29 divided by 20. 2 plus 3. Yeah. So right. you're, you're probably looking at 17 in the first half, 17 or 18. And the way the Hawks have started, that seems like a pretty good play. Um, but, you know, let's continue this conversation on the last call. We've got about four minutes left, I think. Is the Hawks, Illinois hasn't won in Iowa City since 1999 either. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. That Iowa is correct. has not lost to Illinois in eight years. Is that correct? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Illinois is still playing their backup quarterback, who's now, I mean, I was playing their backup quarterback, but. Yeah, their starter got hurt, right, against Penn State in that overtime. Right. right. Well, not during overtime. He got hurt early in the game, and he broke his arm, and I saw it happen, and I went, well, I oh, my went gosh. Out. I thought he went out in, in the in the overtime. He, he went like Rodney and Caddyshack, except for it was actually <laughs> my broken. Hand, my arm. Ooh, it was my actually arm. broken. Um, I think I was going to have a. a I, I hasten to say this word, easier time this week because Illinois can't pass the ball either. And But Illinois doesn't have the beef that Minnesota had. And what'd you get it at? 17. 17 first half. That's a good play. I'll do it. All right. Anyway, oh, down. Not, hey, it's legal in Iowa now, right? Exactly. All right. Anyway, continue. I think the Hawks get out, get to a, get to a nice early lead, get to establish some... Uh, rhythm on offense, both passing a nice balanced attack, and as the game rolls on, Jordan Kanzari will run the ball twenty-seven Jordan times. Kanzari, <laughs> that was that happened a couple years ago, right? That was eighteen how they, consecutive yeah. runs yeah. Um, to finish off a game, and every run the crowd got louder. I have to admit, I was a little shocked the other day that I really felt like Iowa would boat race, as we said, right? 
Pardon the pun. But I thought they'd get out in front of Minnesota, and, and when they had a fast start, and Iowa scored first, I thought, okay, here we go. This is what we're expecting. But here's what concerns me. Illinois is coming off a bye, but now the coach isn't coming, so I don't know what that means. Um, you know, it's just it's one of the Big Ten football, man. It's yes, tough. I know. It's it, November. It's um, going to be nice. So Nicer than the other day. You know, yeah, it's fine the other day. From right? a weather standpoint, yeah. we're good there. It, it, it'll be I, I got I got Iowa winning this game like thirty to seventeen, thirty to thirteen, something got like that. Got us up around there. Uh, I'll, okay, we're going to turn them over. Right. We're going to get two turnovers. We're going to turn them over. I will keep it closer, um, uh, twenty-four to sixteen. Right? I don't something <sighs> like that. I know. Uh, I know it's closer than you want it to be, but I'm going to keep it closer, and that might even be with an Illinois late late touchdown. But I'm trying to think of what I said last week. Twenty four twenty. You had it pretty close last week. I thought I had Iowa winning easily, and you did have it very close. Yeah, yeah I was right. You, you were right on that. Uh, it's I, I think Illinois. Uh, it just feels like a bad spot for them, so that's good. Um, and we'll get to nine wins, which is where I put us at the beginning of the year, and I'll feel good about that. Right. For those of you that will be here next Tuesday, make note that Ridge has already said prior to the season that Nebraska is going to beat Iowa. It's been, Let's see if I stay with him. where he brings his palm next week. Is it with his <laughs> wife or is it with the Hawks? So I, happy wife, happy life, happy Hawks. Or does he just go out and stand on his own two feet? Hey, thanks to Tom Caker today. Jacob Beal's back in the studio. For Dave Crane Jr., I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ.